Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Practicing Christian with your save homegirl, Erin Fanice, where I give godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. Y'all know what time it is. But before we get into things, let me introduce you to some natural remedies. Okay, for today's natural remedies, I want to put y'all on some self-care habits because we all know you cannot pour from an empty cup and you got to take care of yourself before you're able to take care of anybody else. So with that being said, let's get into it so I want to make sure y'all make it a daily habit to mentally reset as I do because if you anything like me you got a lot going on with home life there's anything from mommying there's being a career woman if you're running a business and also work life so with all that going on you definitely need time for a mental reset because you'll get mentally depleted it's exhausting so I gotta remind y'all to take care of y'all self and with that being said let's get into these daily habits of self-care okay number one take a moment of mindfulness your watch has a moment of mindfulness and i often use that as a way of talking with god whenever it goes off i actually go through the steps where you breathe in and breathe out and i use it as a way of thanking god and to just self-reflect and as a breathing exercise and with that in mind when i speak of breathing exercises y'all It's so important to just, you know, breathe in and breathe out as an exercise because did you know breathing is responsible for excreting nearly 70% of all the toxins out your body? They say that's how you lose weight. Most of your weight, you breathe it out. So yeah, taking deep breaths reduces toxins in the body and tricks your nervous system into believing that you're calmer than you may actually be. And so again, you need that breathing to stimulate your mind and thoughts and to be able to function. So y'all take a moment of mindfulness. When that pops up on your watch, don't just ignore it take that moment to self-reflect and to gather yourself okay so number two laugh often you know we go on social media and we see things if you're anything like me you watch tiktok it has you cracking up with some of the foolishness that goes on so whatever it is that you do or you use to laugh laughter is a good remedy. It keeps your body in check. And matter of fact, research has shown many health benefits of laughter. Studies show that laughter can help relieve pain. And with that being said, it increases your immunity. So laugh a lot when you can, whether it's on TikTok with your friends, maybe a funny episode of some show. I love Martin myself, maybe a funny podcast, but take some time to laugh a little. Okay, so next is listening to things that fill your spirit with hope. Y'all already know I already tell you to make a self-deposit in your spirit using scripture, but that's anything that you receive in your mouth, ears, or eye gates, whether that be eating healthy, whether that means watching things that motivate you, reading a book, find something to fill your ear, eyes, smell even. You know, that's with bath essentials, things to stimulate your senses. Find things like that okay find things that will fill your spirit with hope okay find your happy place so next get massages y'all i'm a big fan massages is the oldest form of a healing technique it's been around since ancient times and you know they say that the therapeutic properties of massages is used to treat various ailments so a massage calms the nervous system it improves blood circulation lymphatic circulation it relieves muscle pains and help with pain management so y'all y'all got an excuse now 
because you need it for your health. So yeah, go get you a massage. Find ways to manage your emotions finally. So it's coming for people to have feelings of fear, anxiety, sadness, and uncertainty, whether it be from your job or from your home. Like you just, you know, you get mixed emotions from the things that are going on and it can get overwhelming at times. And so many people are recommending journaling as a way to minimize stress-related thoughts during a time of uncertainty. And I would like to add to this by saying, not only journal your thoughts but also find a scripture that deals with whatever issue is plaguing your mental writing this down and pairing it with journaling and God's word about who you are is a sure way to reach a better mind frame so y'all journal your thoughts and pair it with scripture that backs up who God says you are and what he says about the situation whether it be from stress anxiety depression find scriptures on those exact things and write them beside whatever problem going on and whatever you think of that go back to that journal entry and reaffirm with scripture and after a while i bet you that thing stops plaguing your mind because the bible say resist the devil and he'll flee all right so y'all take care of your mental by incorporating some self-care routines into your daily schedule and that's it for those natural remedies take care of yourself mentally physically and spiritually all right now y'all it's time to get down to business let's get into the show Hey girl, hey, I'm Erin Fanice, a 15-year empowerment, success, and spiritual life coach. As a coach, I encounter men and women alike who are struggling to find their life's purpose, which in turn leaves them with feelings of depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, and oftentimes a lack of confidence, which leads to a total lack of motivation to succeed. As a coach, I want to help you get clear on life's purpose as well as help you understand what internal issues may be holding you back from achieving some of your life's goals. Join me for an engaged discovery session where we can start on the first steps to discovery and healing. Go to www.erinfinice.com and click on the coaching tab to sign up for a life-changing experience. Feeling great, no worries. Today is a new day. Even with the Lord on my plate, may not have it all, but I always have faith. So we gon' keep it real, we gon' keep it true, and still praise God with a new groove. Come together and push through. It's amazing what prayer can do, cause sometimes it's hard to see the blessings right in front of me. Follow the light, and now I see God has been so good to me. So this week, y'all know I said I had that heat for you because I really do. And the particular subject I want to talk about is real touchy. People talk about it because we get so caught up in religion. But to me, a relationship with God is being saved. So that's our topic. What does being saved look like? Over the past couple of weeks, I've had a few individuals ask me about being saved. And it's like I'm having to tell them what saved look like from my walk. And I have to remind people that everybody's walk is different. But with that being said, people get overwhelmed by the thought of being perfect. And they think saved is where you go to die. And I'd be like, no, no, saved isn't where you go to die. It's definitely dope over here. And with that being said, that should 
should be your first place you run to is God. And being saved is about having a relationship with God. And I just have to let people know that it's not about doing a certain task. It's not about not getting it right all the time because you won't get it right all the time. But it's about letting the Holy Spirit be able to talk and move with and through you freely. So y'all, let's get into it. So this week is for those who are looking to be saved or are currently in your walk with Christ. So y'all know we want to be a quote unquote good Christian or for those who are not saved, think you have to be perfect to follow Christ. We about to dead this mental concept today because yeah, like I myself deal with trying to do the right thing and I got to do it. And sometimes it's doing it out of, you know, a routine instead of doing it because God is just so good. There's two different ways of looking at things. Like, you know that God loves you and he's been so good to me till I don't want to do it. But sometimes I do things out of a routine, which sometimes it can be considered religion. But hey, I'm so glad that God gives me grace and I'm able to get it right through that grace. So y'all, you ain't got to be perfect. You just got to walk and you got to remind yourself daily. This is not a race. This is not about being perfect. This is about having a relationship with the one who loves us and the one who gives grace. All right. So y'all let's get into this. So I said saved is a relationship is not an action. You cannot do enough to be saved. And I want you guys to know you are saved by grace and not works. And I want to back this up with scriptural context. So let's hit this Ephesians 2 and 8 through 9. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from you. It is the gift from God. Verse nine says, it is not from works. So no one may boast for we are his handiwork created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance that we should live in them. One in Christ. And that was verse 10. So y'all with that being said, y'all heard what he said. It is not from works, so that we can boast, but it's by faith in the grace of God that you say. Now that's his word. He said it. So don't take it from Aaron that you aren't saved by work. That's what God did is say Nothing you can do. Nothing. Nothing you can say, nothing you can think will put you in the good grace of God trying to prove to him that you can be this good, saved person who don't make mistakes. Yeah, it don't work like that. Okay, you saved by grace and through the grace from Jesus Christ, his son. And with that being said, I want to give y'all some more aspects to consider on your walk towards Christ. Number one that I want to get to is just like I said, there is no perfect way to walk. It's no specific way of being saved. People think, you know, you go through the notions of being saved, a cookie cut away. I need to go to church and I have to praise God. If I ain't shouting that it ain't working. If you shout that's good for you, that means, you know, the Holy Spirit is working and I will hope you're not faking it. But it's including going to church. I encourage you to go to church. And I can say, if you don't go to church, you won't be saved long because there's so many things that will deter you. But I always say, whenever you go to church, don't go to church just to go to church out of obligation. Go to church because it's your real refuel for the week. Whatever church you're in, it's supposed to recharge your spirit. It's supposed to give you hope to go on. It's supposed to reaffirm the things in your spirit that God has been telling you about yourself daily before church. So it's confirmation and refuel. If you just going to church for a fashion show or you just going just to say you went to church, baby, I encourage you to rethink that because after a while you're going to get burnt out and you're going to stop going. And again, I said, when you stop going to church, the devil got you because you're not surrounded 
surrounded by people to keep you on track. Okay. It's accountability. You need accountability in God because it's a lot of things to pull you away from God. So I encourage y'all don't go to church out of, oh, that's what I supposed to go because you're looking for a recharge. And if you don't have a church that's recharging your spirit, then ask the Holy Spirit to lead you into a church that's right for you. That's actually pouring into your mental, physically and spiritually. Okay. It's supposed to do all three. So just like I said, there's no cookie cutter way to what you're supposed to be doing in Christ. But the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you to the things that you're supposed to be doing. And that brings me to the point of reading, praying and fasting. A lot of times we as new Christians, even not, I'm not going to say new. I'm going to say old heads too, because that includes me. When it comes to reading or praying or fasting, it's like, how do you read? How do you pray? How do you fast? Let's cover reading first. When it comes to reading, I know you want to understand some things in the Bible and it gets kind of confusing because it's like, where do I start? What did he say? How do I interpret that? Do I interpret this scripture literally? Because wait, what? By default, I might be going to hell, but God will give you revelation when it comes to reading. The point of reading is to get revelation. After a while, when you start reading, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak into your spirit and he'll give you revelation on certain things. Not only will he give you revelation, that scripture, you may come back to it later and God may give you a whole nother different meaning and revelation on scriptures. And I can attest to that. So reading is for your benefit, not only for your benefit, it helps with the understanding of who God is. So make sure you're reading. You ain't got to be trying to read to get understanding but more so, so the Holy Spirit can charge your spirit and can speak to your spirit. And if you don't understand, after a while, God will give you revelation. Don't worry about that. Just keep reading, okay? There's no cookie cutter way to read, okay? You're not doing it wrong. God don't dislike you because you're not understanding. He wants you to keep reading. So he knows that, hey, I got your attention and you hungry for it. Now I can speak. Okay, as it relates to praying, I know a lot of newbies are really caught up on, I really don't know how to pray you know I'm nervous to pray or I can't speak in tongues if that's your thing but I want to encourage you don't get caught up on praying praying is not about cute words or getting it right or knowing how to speak in tongues praying is your conversation with God and I want to go on record and say and I talk to my daddy just like I would be talking to my homegirl like daddy let me tell you about what such and such did to me today I'm pissed off let me tell you about this relationship God I feel this way and I feel like you could have did this like why I gotta be out here being single like it may be for anything like I really love and admire the way I'm able to talk to God and he give it to me right back like okay well you feel like this well I can relate too I need you to go to verse and chapter da 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 and so and so so and so daddy gonna talk back so that's the point of talking with him so he'll talk back so you'll get comfortable so praying is talking but I encourage y'all go and don't be like I'm mad at you God and you should have did this no Check your heart posture. I always come to God with love, adoration, and respect. Yes, it's okay to be mad. Yes, he will comfort you. But just like he told me, let not any man think that God owe you anything because he don't owe you anything. It's all about respect. But definitely go to him when you mad, okay? Just make sure, you know, you got the right heart posture so you're able to hear him and what he's saying about the situation. And so he's able to comfort you. And so you're not clouded because when you clouded with anger and resentment and you mad, God can't really speak to your spirit because you feel like he ought to answer you a certain way or he should have did something a certain way. 
His ways are not your ways. His thoughts aren't your thoughts. So yeah, keep an open heart posture so God is able to freely connect and talk with y'all. So it ain't no particular way to pray. Talk to daddy. Talk to him just like you hear me talking to you. He ain't gotta be perfect. Just say what you need to say and say it with hope in your heart. And hope is faith. Okay, lastly, when it comes to fasting, if you have or hadn't got to that soon, when you start to walk with God, you know, that's the conversations that you will have and you might come on to. And there's many scriptures about fasting. I could go over it, but I will be going for quite some time. And that's not my topic today. But look up those scripture on fasting. There's a bunch of different fasting. But the most important thing to know about fasting, that there's no particular way. God honors every sacrifice that you make. And it's not about the fasting. It's about the sacrifice. That sacrifice is sacrificing something that you truly want in your flesh as a way to give up. Okay, God, I want to give up this in my flesh and believe for you to move this way. And because you did and you sacrificed your fleshly desires, God honor that. So it's no specific way. If you want uh, specific ways to fast, there's always ways God can direct you. So, cause there's many fasts in the Bible, but I encourage you don't get discouraged because you can't eat a certain way. God will still honor that because he honors your heart. All right. So my next point, don't be ashamed of your current or past sins. Your pain is your purpose and it will be used to deliver others. You will not be perfect, but this doesn't give you a pass to deliberately sin. The Bible say once you come into the know, there's no more remission for your sins. That's an actual scripture. So I just want y'all to know, don't go on deliberately sinning and thank God gonna cover you because whatever consequences come after that, that the devil brings. Yeah, you're gonna have to face them consequences. And even with the consequences, God will still cover you because he's full of grace. But why would you tempt God? Don't do that. Even Jesus said, don't tempt the Lord your God. Mm -mm, don't do that. Know that if you sin and you're trying that God loves you and you don't have to be shamed because honestly, it's nothing that God can't see. So you over here trying to hide the fact that you be having, you know, these sexual thought imagery or you talked about somebody if it's gossiping or have whatever your struggle is. But God right there, he see and know everything that's going on. Don't be scared to admit your faults to daddy. Just say it and let God heal you. Let God help you with the things that you struggle with. Don't ever be ashamed. The Holy Spirit is with you to lead you and guide you and to make you a better person. That's the point of having a relationship. A relationship makes you better whenever you discuss with your partner. Hey, I'm struggling with this. They able to help you. They're your better half. So God is your better half. That that you struggle with, he got you. Okay. Don't be ashamed because we all struggling. Me too. Speaking of deliberately sinning, y'all, that leads me to my next point. God will convict and correct. So what did I say? Don't go on recklessly sinning. Hebrews 10, 26 says, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there's no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. Remember I said it's a scripture. Yeah. Reference that scripture yourself. Don't do that. Don't go on sinning because Scott daddy, yeah, he definitely going to pop you like he popped Aaron. What I be telling y'all, don't be like Aaron. Mm -mm. Don't do it. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, like I said, everyone's walk will be different. Y'all, let me give y'all Philippians 2.12. Let me read that to y'all. So Philippians 2.12 says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's important 
starting to pay attention to the last portion of that scripture where it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Y'all, I told y'all everybody's walk will look different. The things that God get me for, he may not get you for. You may be a newbie and he may let you slide by, but after a while, you're supposed to mature in God. And with maturity, what they say to whom much is given, much is required. So don't just be out here just thinking you can do anything or say anything because, hey, I don't struggle with this, so that don't apply to me. No, it doesn't. But you never know what trap the devil is setting for you. So be careful. Not only that, you don't want nobody else to fall looking at your life because we all know somebody is always watching you in admiration. So with that being said, when people secretly admire you, either they looking at you as a way to scrutinize you or they looking at your life like, hey, man, I see what God doing for her or him. And, you know, I pray that God can do the same thing for me because if he did it for her, he can do it for me. And with that being said, you don't want to cause nobody to fall. You're not living for nobody else. Like the things you do, just be careful about what you do and how you living and making sure that you don't fall victim to the schemes of the devil. Cause you may not struggle with it, but a situation may happen where the devil gets you out there. And now you mentally struggling because he drug you out there so bad. And now, you know, it caused other habits to come on because I know a lot of people use drugs to cope with reality. Sometimes life gets hard and life just life just be life and with that being said you don't want to get caught out there and it causes you to maybe get hooked on drugs you may not struggle with it but if you slipping up and you at ease you know thinking well i'm all right i get by with it that ain't then i'm gonna struggle with it. and then boom the devil set up a trap like i said just, just don't do it okay don't tempt god all right your only concern should be to pray daily for god to correct and give you guidance and lead those who you are called to lead. Now, everyone will understand this. That is not your problem. So stay focused on the task at hand, y'all. And that's just that on that. All right, my next point. God will give you revelation on the word in your walk. You remember earlier I said, don't get caught up in the semantics of the scripture and all you're getting, get understanding. That means seek to hear God's voice so he can give you revelation on the word. Read your word to get understanding. Reading the word will help prevent self-sabotage and also mental torment from the enemy. Read the word to build your faith. And speaking of, you know, building your faith, the Bible says, be it unto you according to the measure of your faith. Faith is your currency in the spirit. So you supposed to make deposits daily through prayer, fasting, believing and affirming. So make sure you making those spiritual deposits. Okay. Read your word. It helps. And speaking of the be it unto you according to your faith, that's another thing people have a problem with. And it's like, what do I do about this? People always ask, what if I'm not seeing it and I'm believing it? Y'all, remember I said make deposits through prayer, fasting, and believing. A lot of us change what we say according to the circumstances. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Just because you don't see it right then, it's not because God hadn't answered you it's either one or two things it's either you're waiting on it or it's about to happen that's if it's in God's will the Bible say no good thing will he withhold from you so if you waiting on it that means either you're not prepared or it's on the way so don't be weary in well-doing it's coming just hold to your faith and don't change the confessions of your mouth and don't change your thoughts because if you do you just gonna start the process all over again I'd rather keep speaking positive because the Bible say as a man thinking so is he you know Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whatever you see, whatever you think, if it's negative, don't say it. Keep speaking it, keep believing it because it's coming to pass. I'm a living witness. It's being birthed in the spirit realm. Hold fast to that, okay? 
So I said earlier, be it unto you according to your faith. You have to exercise your faith so that you may be strong. You cannot grasp what you cannot wrap your mind around. That's prosperity, love, success. You have to believe that he is able at all times, despite what you see or hear. Okay. Or even think whatever it is you seek to obtain success in, you have to exercise your faith. So story time. Y'all remember when we was little, we all heard the story of Peter and God told him to step out the boat and walk out on faith, right? So when we think about that, we like, dog, at first he started off good, but then he took his mind off Jesus and he began to sink. That's the same thing as it applies to your faith. That faith principle, remember I said, don't change your way of speaking, no matter if you don't see what you speaking. Well, that's the same thing as it relates back to Peter. Whenever you change your confession, you start to sink. You see how the Bible correlates. So keep your mind stayed on Jesus so you can walk. If you look straight ahead and walk towards God, everything else will fall in place. Okay. To grow, you have to believe. So ask God daily in prayer to strengthen your faith. That should be your daily prayer to strengthen my faith, God. All right. So next is y'all, the area in which you serve, you will be tested the most. Your daily struggles, like whatever you struggle with, it could be depression, anxiety, suicide. It could be anything from mummying, dating, relationship problems. You know, I've been on every end of the spectrum, depression, anxiety. I can relate to all it, but the area in which you go through the most hell, that is the area in which God will use you as a deliverance ministry to other people to help encourage people. You'll find that when you talk to people on a daily basis, the same thing you going through ain't nothing new under the sun, but it's all about how you look at it. When you talk to other people about your daily struggle, you'll be surprised at how, dog, here I am thinking I was going through this, but compared to what they going through, woo, glad it ain't me. And it ain't more so that because you don't take the attitude, but it's more so now you're grateful and here you is complaining about the little things, but there are people who are going through more than you. Not only that you need to encourage people because you never know what they're going through and that word of encouragement can help encourage their spirit and keep them from going off the deep end so the area in which you struggle with that's your area of deliverance and you will always be tested in that area but be ye steadfast and unmovable stay focused on god remember i said anytime you you think about cussing somebody out or going off the deep end or ending it all remember the story of peter when he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. No, we're not taking our mind off Jesus. We're not saying nothing other than what God says. He can, he will. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly and greater is he that's in us. That's all we confessing when it comes to problems. You got it? All right, good. So boom. Next, if you sin, God will not throw you away. And I want you to know that because man, it's like whenever you do something wrong or if you're doing something wrong in your current lifestyle, you think you're not good enough or you think that God won't love you past or despite your sins. God love you. Like I said, God see everything you do and he still chose you. Again, I say he not going to throw you away. First John 1, 8 through 9 says, confess and discuss your shortcomings with God so he can help you. So there's no need to be ashamed. We're all struggling, but God is there to help us get better and deliver us from these shortcomings. Nothing you ever do can separate you from the love that God has for you. So if you've been hurt by someone or have been church hurt, because I know that's number one, people stop going to church and they start to resent God because somebody in church hurt them and God be looking like I didn't do that. That 
was them. People are not a representation of who God is. People are just tools. And at any moment, they can get out of the will of God and be used as a tool by the enemy. So with that being said, don't look at people as God. They're a representation of God, but they're not who God is. You can tell people by the fruit of the spirit. And if you read your word, he'll actually tell you, hey, you're able to recognize me by the fruit of their spirit. So if they're doing anything less than what I said in the word, then you automatically know they're not of me. So don't put that on me. I already told you how to recognize these wolves. Okay. That's that as it applies to church hurt and being hurt by someone in church or if you think you're not good enough or you just think you're not doing it as well as somebody else. It's not a competition at all. You're just supposed to walk. Don't complicate things. If it's difficult, you, I don't know what to say. You just, you're doing too much, okay? It should be as simple as breathing, following God. The Holy Spirit will convict you and you can feel when you're doing something wrong. And all you do is correct your heart posture, get it together. It ain't meant to beat yourself up over. It's just something to say, hey God, I need you to help me in this area. Help me get better. And don't worry, God will keep perfecting you no matter how many times you have to repeat the test Sooner or later, it's going to hit home. Okay, don't worry. He got you. You can repeat the test as many times as needed. Okay, God loves you and nothing you do can ever separate you from the love of God. So have a sit down with God so he can cover you in his love and he can cover your mind from self-sabotage and you thinking like you're not doing it right or you just can't get it right. Have that sit down with God so he can cover you in his love and so he can reaffirm to what he says about nothing can separate you from the love of God. And speaking of, God gave me a scripture for y'all when you feel like you're the only one who's struggling in your walk. He gave me Isaiah 64 and 6, which says, but we are all as an unclean thing and all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. We all do fade as a leaf and our nicotines like the wind have taken us away. These guys were not mine. So he said, we're all as an unclean thing. So, you know, like you're not the only person that's struggling. You won't get it right every time. But hey, God got you. He still loves you and just walk. Just walk. God is faithful to forgive you and love you in spite your shortcomings, as I said before. So with this in mind, the scripture says to the new believers, I want you to keep this in mind. And even the old heads, y'all, I want y'all to put this in your pocket as a gem. He said in his word, let no one look down on you because of your youth, but be an example and set a pattern for the believers in speech in conduct and love and faith and in moral purity. And that's first Timothy 412. So don't let nobody look down on you because they don't feel like you fit the mold or you ain't doing something right. Your relationship is your relationship. And as I mentioned before, everybody's relationship is different. The thing that God has you to do will look different and where God is taking you and the people that he wants you to call them out of sin or just be an example to them or specifically for you. You are an acquired taste. Okay. Not everybody will be able to tolerate, look, or think or act like you just because God made you specifically for your calling. It wasn't a conference call, okay? So walking with God isn't about being perfect. It's about him being able to flow and operate freely in your life. And I can't stress this enough. So it's about relationship for you. So don't let anyone look down on you or discourage you. Don't self-sabotage yourself by saying you unworthy or none of that. Because God already factored in all your mistakes and he still chose you. If I knew your name, I would say it. But insert's name. 
You get it. Your worth isn't dependent on your actions. And I tell y'all quite often that I'm not perfect, but I'm transparent in my faith walk so others don't feel like they have to go at it alone. And for them to know like, hey, I ain't the only person struggling, but hey, God got her. So I know he ain't to respect the person he got me too. But yeah. And most importantly, so the devil doesn't play with your mind through self-sabotage and conviction and condemnation because we all know after you sin, you feel icky. Like, it just plagued your mind. If you anything like me, like the devil started playing tricks on you, like, no, now, well, I thought you supposed to be saved. Listen, if you got unsaved friends, they gonna be the first to remind you. Now you supposed to be saved. Not you cussing folks out. Not to mention, they provoked you. So yeah, God got you even in all it. Okay, don't do it though. Don't cuss nobody out, okay? Don't do things that are not of God so you can help it, okay? But anyway, y'all, that's all God gave me. And my prayer for you is that God will allow those who are listening to be themselves like he does in the fullness of God, the worthiness and in the beauty that you see, Lord. I pray that you give them that grace to actually understand that you see them in that fullness. And that's in Jesus' name. So I love you guys and God. And until we meet again, be strong in the Lord and by the power of his might. Love y'all and God. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to hit the follow button for the Confessions of a Practicing Christian podcast to get your weekly dose of godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. Also follow me on Instagram at C-O-A-P-C underscore pod and also on Facebook at Confessions of a Practicing Christian. Chime in and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode.